Welcome back, everybody. Let's take a break with Steven. Steven Seamus. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us on our little corner of the world. Today is our seventh episode. That's it. Alex, I'm going to run out of fingers soon. I'm going to run out of fingers in three weeks, so yeah, yeah. maybe I'll pull out my toes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I have my ace hat on. I'm ready to go. You have your ace hat on. You're ready to go. So uh, let's get right to it, Alex. What do we got going on, man? Yeah, let's talk about something fun. Uh, recalled comics. I know it's interesting, right? So you work at Midtown. Yeah. You worked at Midtown. I worked at a shop years and years ago. Uh, so what happens? You get these books in and Marvel or DC puts out a APB saying, hey, wait a second, guys. Don't put these out. Send them back. What does the store do? I mean, it's funny because when recalls happen, so the way the way shipping works is there. It's not not all comics are coming from one place. Some of them are coming from Canada. Some of them are coming from uh, the West. Some of them come from the East. So some stores get them, and sometimes the distribution can stop it before they get out the door. So they'll 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 put an APBA. You know, re- wanted. We want these comics back. You know. Uh, don't send them out because there's, you know, there's something wrong with them. Pull them because they get them the night before and it's already, the APB is out by the time they started shipping, which is a few days earlier. Now, don't some of these stores, aren't they like a little clever where they're like, oh, wait a second, if everybody's shipping these things back and they ship me a new copy, maybe I'll put a couple on the side and they, they sold, they got lost, they, whatever, they found their way. Sometimes, but <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times you have to return those to get to the copies that you're going to sell through in the store. So Listen, a lot of stores have to put it back. Sometimes, you know what happens. Hey, I only got eight of the 10 that uh, you sent me. <laughs> By like, the way, which is not unusual anyway. Right, yeah. Just, you know, I've, I've opened up boxes in the comic shop and uh, they're wrong all the time. So yeah. that's not unusual. Okay, so let's, let's take a look at some of these books mm-hmm. uh, that are more well-known for being recalled. Let's talk about them a little bit. Some I think are on the rarer side, to your point, is... They were not uh, as readily available. Some made their way out the door. Some didn't make their way out the door. Mm-hmm. So, so let's take a look at some of these. 1999, Elseworlds 80-page giant. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, there are uh, 24 blue label 9.8s, three yellow label 9.8s. There's actually one 10.0, uh, which a, a 9.8 uh, doesn't come up that often, but the last one sold for almost $900. Yeah. What happened in that book? That, that DC had to get that book back. Uh, that that Elseworlds giant. It was eighty pages, so it was a, it was square bound. It was it was a floppy cover, but it wasn't it was square bound. Um, but there was a story in there with Kyle Baker where it's essentially Superman's babysitter, and at one point she's trying to figure out where to put him, and he ends up in the microwave, and the microwave turns on, <laughs> and obviously nothing happens. It's Superman, and it's he's fine. But by the time it got put out and was hitting the streets, I think they they recalled him because they thought that was a little insensitive putting a baby in a microwave, although it was super. Got it. And in the subsequent version. Yeah. Uh, well, they, find they finally, they finally released it. I mean, after they recalled these books that it's been reprinted in trade paperbacks, it was digital. I mean, they, it's with the microwave, the with the microwave. Yes. Yes. Uh. But the original, the original book that was the recalled you, you, that, that book is very hard to find. Got it. Got recalled, but they left it out there and they didn't reprint it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. 900 bucks for a 9.8 for sure. Yeah. Okay. The next one. I remember this one. This one was recent. Uh, 2008, Action Comics number 869. <laughs> yeah. uh, the CGC, there's 230 blue label 9.8. So the, clearly the retailers didn't ship those back. Yeah. Uh, 19 yellow labels 9.8. Uh, there's actually one 9.9. Those sell between $275 and $350. Yeah. 
apparently there was a beer label on the cover, Alex. What was it's, going on there? I mean, this is a, so the Elseworlds one was a re, was recalled for interiors, but this was recalled. The Superman Action Comics was recalled for a cover, so it's uh, it's more obvious than than the other one. Superman, Clark Kent having a soda, a soda with his dad, um, but the label says beer on it, and you can obviously read it. It says O O T beer, so it's root beer. I mean, that's that's what they're going for. Got it. But people complained, so they recalled them and they redid the cover with soda pop. Got it. So that book seemed to have made its way out there. It doesn't seem to be as rare, but it's still a decent price, $275 to $350 for that book. It's not, it's not nothing. This next one is very, very difficult to find. Uh, the population on it is not like super low. So Electra Volume 2, number three, from 2001, 19 years ago, um, apparently there was a, it's marked as nude or mm. risque, a 72 blue label 9.8s, 14 yellow label 9.8s. It was a Greg Horn cover. Uh, why is that book so hard to find? And I, I kind of looked at it. What, what am I looking for there? There's, there's a panel inside the book where Electra is having conversation and she's naked. Um, so it's very risque. It's not full frontal. It's not anything that you and I would consider, oh my goodness, this, is, this blows me away. But it was enough to make people worry so they had to recall them and redo the book i mean those electric that was the marvel night stuff those electric books i don't think they were super popular at the time so that that could be why the numbers were a little bit lower than as you see so if if i'm looking at a copy through a box somewhere mm -hmm. is there a way for me to tell without having to open up the book whether it has been the recalled edition no you have to go no so you gotta you gotta so that book unlike that, you the know covers, yeah Right, that's probably contributed to the rareness of it. Yes. First of all, it's 19 years old. Like you said, it's not like the book is circulating around anymore. You're right, it didn't have a high print run on it. So even trying to find one at this point, you'd have to locate a copy of the book and then physically open it up, which really probably makes it very difficult. I have not seen a copy for sale. Um, I don't know what they would sell for. So if you get a chance uh, out there to go to a convention at some point, or, uh, you know, go to a local comic shop and they have yeah. back issues, you know, maybe take a chance. I mean, I'm assuming the stores have picked through it already, but, you know, you never really know. Again, if you're looking for a specific panel and a specific book, who even knows, right? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Interesting, interesting. The next one, uh, 2015, uh, Spider-Gwen number one. Mm -hmm. It's a Wills Potatio misprinted logo. <laughs> um, it, uh, the book was an exclusive for Comic Kings and the Tidewater Comic Con. Yeah, Tidewater, Virginia, uh, yeah. Yeah, there are 88 blue labels and 80 yellow label 9.8s. I will tell you, now that book sells for around $200. You and I have discussed this before. When a book is a show exclusive mm -hmm. uh, or a store exclusive, it doesn't go through the same distribution patterns right. that a regular comic goes through. Oh, I ordered 20 copies. Somebody gets a book from a factory. They open up the box. They take out 20 copies. They put it in another box. They wrap up the box and they ship it. There's handling involved. Yeah. When somebody orders an exclusive and you, usually the minimum copies on exclusives in my experience have been around 3000 copies. Yeah, Typically sense. they ship you 15 cases of 200 books. You open them up and the people like the showrunners sometimes if they're gonna look for 9.8s or signature series 9.8s and they pre-screen the books, they're very easy, right? right? You sort of take out a stack, you go through them and you pick out the best copies. So we discussed it with the Hulk a few weeks ago so the pop is, is higher on that book 
than it probably would be on a normally distributed book. It's still a $200 book, but what was the misprinted logo on the Spider-Man? And she's a hot character right now. Yeah, and it's, 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 a cover, it's a cover misprint, so it's a little bit easier to find, although it's a tougher misprint. So the, the regular version, the, the recalled version, if you will, has the, the logo for Marvel and the logo for Comics Kings, and it's a little bit dark on the background. It's almost like you don't see it as well. And then the, the uh, regular version, the one that they, they put back out, it's much brighter with a wider outline. And you can, it pops from the cover. Um, right. So if you had two of those books side to side, you'd know. You could definitely see it. Um, but it's one of those things that it, it's not super easy to see, but you can see the difference. I, I would bet you, you know, they got the 15 cases in. They got a call. Oh, it's been recalled. Like, oh, one box is already given out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. Just kidding. I don't, wanna, I don't want anybody to come after us. Okay. Okay. Uh, the X-Men Gold number one, I do remember that one, yeah. uh, but they never corrected that issue. It was right. only corrected in the subsequent trade paperbacks Trades at the digital. time. There was some religious uh, uh, references yeah. that were not obvious uh, because they were not in English. Right, right. So it got missed. Yeah. Right. So we won't, won't really talk about that one too much only because it was technically recalled, but there was never a corrected version. It was only corrected in the trades. Yeah. The next one, this one I remember... This one is super expensive. 20 years ago, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah. number five, with the Marvel ad. Yeah. Uh, that book has 49.8 blue labels, two 9.8 yellow labels. And that book consistently sells for $1,500 or more. Yeah. Uh, that was a Marvel ad that shouldn't have, that was not appropriate, apparently. Yeah, it was a fake. Uh, the, the League books, uh, especially the, the first series, in the, at the back, there's a lot of back matter. Sometimes there were short stories. Um, a lot of times it was fake ads like you would see in like old Golden Age or Silver Age comics. This one was kind of a dig at Marvel um, and they decided to pull it uh, right at the last moment. So they pulled them back and then sent ones without that ad. Um, you know, that's, that's a tough one too. And again, you know, if it wasn't for CGC putting on their actual labels, recalled edition, that's one that's an inside the book. You can't find, you can't figure it out from the cover. So, you know, if, if we didn't have that CGC on their labels of their sealed books, uh, would say that you would never know unless you open the book. I will tell you, I do remember when that book came out, even though it was it's hard to believe it was 20 years ago. I do remember when that book came out, any retailer who got a copy was aware of that yeah. and was noting it at the time, selling it that way. Yeah. I, you, you would be very hard pressed to find, go to a show and find a copy of that and then find that one with the, with the ad in it. Yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's not one that's going to slip in someone's collection. People knew they have it. Right. The next one was only from uh, last year. Uh, Superman number 14 had an incorrect storyline in it. It sells for a $50 to $100 in 9.8. There's 65 blue labels, only on. one yellow label. I what think was the storyline? It's not the incorrect story inside. It was the cover was the incorrect cover for that storyline. Because it was like... Sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, got yeah. it. It's because it was, it was like villains month and then the cover was it was just another cover it wasn't the ones that was solicited got now now uh obviously you you weren't working in the store at that time right uh what did, what did stores do with that book did they send it back did they keep a few copies or uh, i think i think a lot of stores a lot of times kept a few copies especially if you ordered heavy on it and it's superman yeah, and sure. supergirl so they did order heavy on it i'm sure um but again that's another one is you know when you have a when you have collectors that are collecting their their runs a lot of guys collect for the story a lot of guys collect for you know finishing runs i have superman from silver age to the modern age of, of comics um i think your collectors want the original cover 
further collection anyways. Not a lot of them are really into the recalled. They don't care. They want they want what that book is supposed to be. Got it. Got it. All right. Next up on our list is from 2008, 12 years ago. All-Star Batman and Robin. If you recall, there were two yeah. covers at the time. There was the regular version and then the incentive version. Uh, the regular cover, uh, there are uh, 161 blue label 9.8s, uh, one 9.9, um, and then 114 yellow labels. I'm sorry, there's 16 9.9s. Mm -hmm. And then on the variant cover, there's 152 blue labels and 62 yellow labels. Wow. They sell for around the same amount of money, 100 to $125. That was a heavily ordered book. Yes. Uh, that title was very popular. The Frank Miller covers were very popular. I do remember that at the time. That's probably the reason why the dollar value is not as high on that book is only because that book was one of the top selling books. That book had to be in the top 10, 5, 10. 100, yes, the time. 100%. What was the error in that particular book, Alex? So this is a, this is a weird one because All-Star Batman and Robin was uh, written by Frank Miller, uh, art by Jim Lee. Um, super popular book, like you said. I mean, super hot. Uh, <laughs> there, there was This was another take on Batman, kind of like what Marvel was doing with the Ultimate Universe. Um, it was a new updated version, and it was a little bit more adult. It was a little bit more vulgar. Um, there was a lot of curse words in this one, um, but what they were doing is they were taking the curse words and then blacking it out with a black strip across it. So, you could, I mean, it was still readable. It wasn't done. Um, unfortunately, for the recalled editions, the ink they used was more of a gray, so you could see the curse words through these <laughs> sensor bars. So right. it didn't really, it didn't even, the sensor bars didn't work. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Interesting. And then the last one that I wanted to talk about today, and by the way, for those fans out there, if we've missed something that's very important, just put it in the comments. We'll take a look at it. Yeah. We'll revisit it at a future show. We try to pull out the most popular ones, the ones that we're more, more familiar with, and talk about them. So the last one we want to talk about is Spider-Man Reign, mm -hmm. R-E-I-G-N, from 2007, number one. Apparently, there's some nudity in there. There were 202 blue labels, 31 gold label, 9.8s. They sell for about $150. What was the nudity in Spider-Man Reign? Uh, that was in one of the panels. Uh, that was like a kind of like a Elseworld story for Spider-Man, or so something where it wasn't in the regular canon. It was like a future version, and it was an older Peter Parker sitting on a bench, nude, uh, and you could see a little bit more than what you would normally would in a comic. Why, book. why would they even do that? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. How does it even happen, Alex? Draw attention. Right. Uh, but yeah, they recalled those, and, and then they they fixed it. Uh, they fixed that arc. Um, but you a know, lot of those didn't make it out in the wild. You know, there, there's always a fascination with these errors and misprints. You see mm -hmm. it with sports cards. You've seen it with stamps over the years. Kind of, there is a there is this fascination. There's been a resurgence even in the sports card market with the Frank Thomas no name rookie, with the Billy Ripken f face error. Mm -hmm. So you, for some reason, there is a fascination with oh, we did made a mistake. We we're trying to fix it, and and at what point? Did a few copies leak out? Did a lot of copies leak out? Did no copies leak out? So it's always fascinating. There is always a fascination with yeah. this particular category. And, and I thought we'd, we'd have some fun with that today. Yeah, so there's entire cool. websites just for recalled comics. Yeah, and by the way, not just even recalled comics, and we'll get to this at a future show, which is you know variations like the reverse negative UPC codes, yeah. um, the Justice League test logo, the Firestorm test logos, you know, you know the Robin, uh, the Robin uh, number one with the with the newsstand edition. Yeah. The, you know some of the third prints of the Hulk, where it says a different color variant. Like there, there's a lot of anomalies over the years, and we'll sort of lump them together as an anomaly show. 
uh, that I want to do in the future. It'll be a lot of fun because uh, there's a lot of books that fall, fall into that category that, you know, people are like, hey, why is that Robin number one, $2,000? Well, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll see why. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. All right, Alex, what do we got next? Uh, let's talk about something that's extremely hot right now, the Miss Marvel books. Yes. Super hot. So what is it, before we get into that, obviously take us through the history of the character from where she started to where she is today in the Captain Marvel connection there. Yeah, so uh, the original Miss Marvel number one that came out in the 70s was Carol Danvers, who we know now as Captain Marvel through the MCU uh, and all that fun stuff. Miss um, Marvel Carol Danvers lasted up until about the, 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 the aughts, uh, the, the late 2000s, early 2000s. Um, she passed the, the mantle to Kamala Khan who is now Miss Marvel. And that's the Miss Marvel that when everybody says Miss Marvel in the comic world, that's who they're talking about. Um, same thing with Captain Marvel. You know, for years, Captain Marvel was Captain Marvel, the 60s Kree warrior. Like th- that was Captain Marvel. Now Captain Marvel is Carol Danvers. And that's who the Captain Marvel we know now. So, so let's take a look at some of the things that you had mentioned. Uh, Ms. Marvel number one from 1977. That is the first appearance of Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. Who we all know as Captain Marvel. Uh, played by Brie Larson in the films. That is her first appearance as Ms. Marvel. That's a very, very popular book. Yes. Uh, there are 287 Blue Label 9.8s, uh, 25 Signature Series 9.8s, probably mostly Stanley, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Those books sell for between $900 and $1,000. Yeah. It's a very popular book. It's a staple book. It's one of those books where people who are sort of completists or set collectors, or if you're somebody who's, collecting and you collect runs or sets of any kind that book is a staple in your collection and i think that's why you've seen that price even at that even at that uh, yeah and carol danvers has been since 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 the 70s she has been a, a heavy hitter in the marvel universe all the way up until today like she hasn't gone anywhere she might have disappeared she might have not had a show uh, uh she might have not had her own comic series but she's been she's been around she's one of the main main heroes and, and then there's there's an anomaly in the series uh, that I want to talk about because a lot of the other issues they sell for you know normal pricing. Uh, Ms. Marvel number three has a very very low pop. I don't know if there's some printing defects with it or for whatever particular reason, there are only fourteen blue label nine point eights, zero yellow label nine point eights, and that book sells between four hundred fifty and five hundred dollars if you can find one. There's only fourteen copies. Uh, it has a much 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 lower pop than all of the other Mar- Ms. Marvel books. Uh, so that's an interesting one to take a look at. If you could find a raw cop, notice people are not even thinking about it. So out there, if you could find a Ms. Marvel 3 in a very, very high grade, maybe get it pressed or cleaned, uh, you could have a real gem on your hands there. Yeah, I think that I think that issue was written by Chris Claremont. And by then he was just an the X-Men guy. So I think that might have been one where people were, they, it was low printed because it was after 1 and 2, which are always printed higher. Uh, and then the Chris Claremont completists want to pick those up. Yeah, so, so that's just one of the anomalies we should take a look at. So then, Alex, then the 2006 series came out. And for some reason, it just did not strike a chord with collectors. It's not what people wanted. It's not the version of the character that resonates. Okay, and then, Alex, then we get to 2013, when she makes a one-page cameo in Captain Marvel number 14. Yep. Now, that book sells for $350 to $400, and there are 400 Blue Label 9.8s, 
with 15 yellow label 9.8s. So again, it's like that Hulk 180, it, you know, you know, Spider-Man 298, it's, it's that cameo, uh, not, the, not the main first appearance, right. uh, which we're going to get to in a second. Then you get to the cover of all covers, yes. which is Captain Marvel number 17, the second print. Yeah. Okay. That book came out in 2014. It's only six years old. There are 211 blue label 9.8s, nine yellow label 9.8s. That's the definitive cover. That is like the ultimate Fallout 4 second yeah. print Pichelli cover where you have the character front and center. Yeah. Alex, are you sitting down? <laughs> the price for that book is $1,350 to $1,500. Wow. Wow. That might it's be crazy. the most expensive second print. If not the most expensive subsequent printing, at least top five. Yeah, we have to do some research on that, Alex. Yeah. We'll catch up at a, on a future show on that. Yeah. All right. And then after that, in 2014, you have the all-new Marvel Now point one number one, mm-hmm. which is the first full appearance of Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan. Yeah. There are 180 blue label 9.8s. There are four yellow label 9.8s. And that book is 300 to $350. Yeah. Did they, they didn't really print that book in a big quantity, did they? It was actually, surprisingly, they did. That was a really big push by Marvel to, to introduce new stories and new comics for everybody. So that Marvel Now point one number one had many stories inside of it. You know, there was, there was a story with Wolverine. There's a story with uh, Nick Fury. So there was a little bit of everything. It was a try book, you know. You give this to your customers. Oh, have you haven't read Marvel in a couple of years? Oh, try this out. See if there's anything you like. And a lot of books spawned out of that issue. Got it. Got it. Now, when you get to the 2014 series of Ms. Mm-hmm. Marvel, there's a lot of versions. There's a lot of variants. So we're going to try to dissect it for you. And, you know, and, and some of these books are very, very low pop books and might be creeping up on you a little bit because they're third, fourth, fifth, whatever printings. And, there's no pop on them. And I wonder if they become like the Superman or the Hulk 377, like some of those titles, whereas like in a few years from now, all of a sudden everyone's like, hey, do you have the fifth print? Do you have the sixth print? Do you right. Or does it become like Batman the Killing Joke where it's just a different color and nobody cares, right? You right. don't really know. It could yeah. go either way. Yeah. So, but honestly, if you could pick up a book and probably, you could probably pick them up at cover price, it's probably worth trying to get one and just getting it slab. What's going to cost you 25, 30 bucks, yeah, right? worth it, yeah. So, the first print of number one, there are 501 blue label 9.8s and 22 yellow label 9.8s. That is a 200 to $250 book consistently. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second print, there are only nine blue labels and zero yellow labels. The third print, seven blue, one yellow. The fourth print, six blue, one yellow. Fifth print, the big donut. Wow. And sixth print, three blue and one yellow. So I got to tell you, I don't think that they printed that many copies of these third, fourth, fifth, fifth yeah, and sixth no, printings. Gotta be I mean, book. that might, those could be sleeper books yeah. out there. So if yeah. you go to a show or you see them or you go to a website, like you could probably buy those books for nothing. Yeah. So on the first issue, there were a lot of different variations. Mm-hmm. There was the McKelvey design variant. Mm-hmm. Love that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, 60 blue labels, three yellow labels, sells for around $150. There's the one in 100 sketch cover by Arthur Adams. Uh, 63 blue labels, 35 yellow labels. That's a $250 to $300 book. Okay. 
there's a variant, the color variant of the Arthur Adams one. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, that book has a lower pop. So I think what happens with the sketch covers, and you know this too, is, and I don't know if they did this with the color ones. When they do the one in 100 books now, they put them in a bag and board and they, yep. and they sticker them over with the yep. thing. Because I think Marvel was getting a lot of complaints and returns. Right. I'm just speculating. Um, you know, that they, you know, if you order a hundred copies and you get that book in and it's dinged, it's, it's worthless. Right. right. So, um, and just, I know from, from uh, my family shop that you got to make sure that those incentives. So I think that those incentives can tend to come in cleaner in a normal high grade, yes. like we were discussing yes. with, with the convention exclusives. So the color version, there's 27 blue labels, 19 yellow labels, probably Arthur Adams signature series. Yeah. Okay. Uh, those sell for around the same price. They're very, very hard to find. Uh, 27 blue labels. Um, and then there's the Sarah Pacelli sketch version. Mm -hmm. uh, 26 blue labels, six gold labels, yellow labels. And that book is also very, very hard to find. So those last two, uh, the prices are going to fluctuate a lot more. But I would tell you, if you get your hand on the Pacelli sketch version or the Arthur Adams color version, I would try to pick up a high grade and get that, get yeah. that certified because... I think those are sleeper books. Low pop. The book is already six years old. Not going to be a lot of copies flying around. You could do really, really well. Okay. And then in doing my research, mm -hmm. the last one that we take a look at is, get this. If anybody can see and find a copy out there, <laughs> Ms. Marvel number two, the one yep. in 50 Jorge Molina variant. Yeah. Okay. In 9.8, there are only nine blue label 9.8s. There's zero, zero yellow label 9.8s. That book sells for seventeen to eighteen hundred dollars if you can find one. That's now, bananas. I would buy a Roy copy because even the rock, even the, even the nine point sixes are are pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I did research on all the other Ms. Marvel books. For some reason, that particular book, whether it's the cover image, listen, Jorge's been a friend to the show yeah. for many years. He's a tremendous artist. Mm -hmm. That book seems to have struck a chord with people as being the cover that everybody wants. Yeah. So that's just a very, very hard book to find. And I think we've given you a good cross-section of the Miss Marvel books that you should be looking at. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. What, about, what else we got, Alex? Let's talk about the, the next Disney Plus hit, because it's going to be uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Great. So I think today we'll touch on Winter Soldier. And our next show... We're going to talk about the Falcon because it's got a little bit more of a history mm -hmm. and, I, and I don't want to rush it. So on Winter Soldier, there's really two preeminent books. There's two books. That's the Winter Soldier. Yep. And I'm actually surprised that given all the hype and all the excitement around Sebastian Stan's portrayal of the Winter Soldier and all the Marvel films, that these books actually don't sell for more money. Right. Yeah, it's I actually agree. shocking to me especially the variant cover with Winter Soldier on it, which yeah. again, when you have those first appearances, when they're on the cover, yep. that, is, that is the key. So book came out in 2005, 15 years ago. Obviously it was memorialized by Sebastian Stan, who is extraordinarily popular mm -hmm. on the big screen. And now they've, now of course they're, they're uh, going into the small screen for, yep. for Disney plus. So that book, the regular cover, 309 blue label 9.8s. Not a lot, Alex. Nope. It was a very popular book, too. Very popular book. It's Captain America title. 60 And Steve Epting, of course. Yep. Uh, 66 gold labels, yellow labels. 
Uh, that book sells between $200 and $250. By the way, that's a steal. Yeah, I'd, that book I'd is pick great. them up. Yeah, I'd pick it up. That book is great. Yeah. The second book, which I think is better. Yes, that covers money. Because The Winter Soldier is front and present yes. on the book. Uh, that, has a, that has a population very similar, mm -hmm. slightly lower. Uh, 262 blue labels, 41 yellow labels. That book sells for 200 to $250. That book should be way higher. Based yeah. on all the other pricing that we're seeing and all the other run-ups and everything that we're seeing, I don't know how that book is not way more. Um, that character is extraordinarily popular. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, it's also one of those characters that the fans cosplay a lot. Oh, yeah. It's a right? You see a lot of cosplayers yes. yeah. dressed as a like soldier. Yep. With the metal arms that people love to bring tinfoil tin sometimes. Right, right, right. Yeah. We see that. So so those are really the two books. And quite frankly, all the other Winter Soldier stuff doesn't really compare to those two. I would say there is a new series out, a comic series that just came out last year, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, you may want to start picking those up, but that's too recent yeah. of a new series to sort of have any steam on it yet. Yeah, but they're still cover price. Uh, you know, you right. Get them while they're get them while they're not hot. Bake them, you know, a couple couple bucks here and there, and then you never know what's going to happen. At some point, people are going to be looking to pick up this yeah. Winter Soldier stuff. Yeah, that's great. So, Alex, I, I think that does it for today. That's it. We got it. We did it. So we'll see you uh, next week, same bat time. Yep, and same bat channel. Great. Thank you, everybody. Have awesome. a good one. Thanks, guys.